Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You're, you're planning what to eat. You're wondering, do you want Chinese? Do you want pizza? Is someone craving frozen yogurt? There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. You just open the DoorDash app. You choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or you can choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on the first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BIRDS. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BIRDS. Just don't forget, that's code BIRDS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bowen, coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately we'll edit that one out that didn't come out there's no editing no no editing on this podcast the wonderful birds with friends no editing (laughs) hello everybody and welcome to a sunday afternoon edition of birds with friends i am your no-named host joined by my no-named co-host as we talk about a, a relatively light practice for the Eagles, we're going to keep this one short. I know we've said that before, but you know it's you're, you're going to be listening to this on Monday. We're going to have another one coming on Monday. You know you don't need us to go, you know, six hours, do you? You want to, you want to talk for six hours, Eb? We've said that before, though, and then like in, at the hour thirty mark, yeah. we're we're still rolling. So we're we'll talking see. about Manasha Bailey and you know whether yes. or not he's going to be on the practice squad. You know those are fun discussions. So uh, we can talk about all that stuff and uh, sort of a weird day around the NFL with this news of the uh, the false positives coming from the New Jersey uh, lab and the Eagles had five guys today out with illness after four guys were out with the quote unquote illness on Friday and we can get to all that but uh, I guess the big news of the day uh, was Andre Dillard leaving in practice in the middle of practice with uh, an injury went to the injury tent then he went into the locker room he was replaced by Jordan Mailata at left tackle we obviously don't know anything just yet Uh, it you know just like reading the tea leaves talking to Jason Kelsey after practice it didn't seem like uh, something that they were like you know down in the dumps about but but who knows uh, but it you know it brings up the the question of is Sheil eventually going to have to pay us our sixteen pasificio subs if Jason Peters is the week one left tackle? Was that what it was? Week one left tackle? I think that's what it was. Okay. Uh, I'm sure th- no, it's pull up the clip again. <laughs> and, you know, have, give it to Marissa. Marissa. Drop a sure. bomb on us, but yeah. So he walked off. Now we we don't know the nature of the injury. They 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 practice tomorrow at ten thirty a.m. So we will see if he's on the field then, uh, and, and we'll have at least a status update then. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, a very notable player going out and not returning to practice. They've been cautious with injuries this uh, this summer. Uh, that is, you know, fairly consistent. But uh, it is something to monitor tomorrow. Now you, uh, we didn't talk about this on Friday, but uh, I did mean to give it some burn here on the show, Zach. You came on Friday. You came, uh, you know, casual Friday. You went with the T-shirt, which I've never seen you do at practice before. And then you you bounced back today with the with the black polo. Was that uh, were you not comfortable in the T-shirt? Uh, was that because I was commenting on the T-shirt? I'm curious about the uh, the decision making. Yeah, generally I like to think that what I wear is not like fodder for uh, the podcast. <laughs> and so I, I figured that once you remarked on what I was wearing, I but I, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. No, no. But, but like even in person, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that I, I thought was going to be a point of discussion. Uh, so then I was like, I need to get back to something unremarkable. Well, Zach, uh, but, we're all reporters. We're all, you know, our job is to observe. Sure. You're, that is accurate. Uh, no. So Friday, I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't sharp. You looked I wasn't slumming you know, it. It was I, I'm like not, it was I'm not a, trying to tell you that yeah. you can't be wearing a T-shirt. I just, you know, after seeing you for years and years of yeah. not wearing a T-shirt to practice, I found it. I found it notable. No, it was it was, it was a fresh shirt. Uh, there were, I mean, there were a few things. First off, that you was going to be good. The, thank you. That was going to be the longest practice of the of the summer thus far. Okay, True. and and you're out there. You know, you're sweating quite a bit. Uh, the other thing, and and I guess I took this into consideration is that these practices are a little different than what they've been in the past in that uh, I'm not having any interaction with fans and I'm not having any interaction with players or coaches. So literally, I'm just there watching practice. You know, usually you're a representative of whether it's my former employer, the Inquirer, now my employer, the Athletic, and, and you're taking that into account in all interactions. I'm not having any interactions now other than, you know, six feet apart talking to you. Well, yeah, certainly, uh, so, you don't need to hold yeah. us in high esteem. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I thought perhaps, given those circumstances, uh, I, I could perhaps be a little more casual than normal. But uh, no, I was back to something unremarkable today, so you wouldn't remark on it. But, but yeah, well, you know, you could have had, you could have taken that opportunity to to just become a t-shirt guy, and then it would have become unremarkable. You, that would have <laughs> just been your new brand. I just but thought you would by, just go, by backtracking. Um, okay. I felt like you know. Then it became more of a conversation piece. Fair enough. This is this is what our listeners tune in for. I think that that's legitimately <laughs> true. Yes, this is what okay. they tune in for. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, this was a, a no pads practice today, but but not a walkthrough. It was still a competitive uh, mm-hmm. practice in shells, and uh, I thought we saw some interesting things. Um, you know who who impressed you the most today? I'll tell you who who was mine. I don't know if we agree. Well, Nikel Roby Coleman in okay. the one on ones right in front of us, uh, because those were right in front of us, and he's like those were somebody, fun. Those were it was red zone one on ones. Yeah. So it's it's it, it evens the score a little bit because uh, it's such a it's it's a much it's a tighter area, whereas otherwise it's very very tilted towards the wide receivers. And and he sticks to everybody. Uh, even Deshaun Jackson, you know, like like Deshaun can't really get space on him now. Obviously, if it's sixty yards away, it, it would be something different. But you could really see why the Eagles are so bullish on him. Believe that he's a top five uh, nickel corner. I I thought in those drills, uh, you you saw just how effective he is in terms of his his man to man coverage. Well, I saw your tweet. Um, 
about you know the, how the Eagles really do believe he's a top five corner and he's looked good, and that's true. But not you, top five corner, top five nickel corner. Tra- yeah, tra- top five nickel corner. And you drew the comparison to Patrick Robinson, but the question then is, you know, isn't wasn't the lesson from Patrick Robinson that training camp doesn't matter for these guys? So why why do we then over overreact uh, overreact to how good Nickel Roby Coleman has been? Well. Uh, I mean, I'll shoot back with this: that Patrick Robinson was so bad, was bad that summer as an outside cornerback. That's what he was playing on the outside okay. throughout the summer, and then they traded for Darby uh, after the first preseason game, mm. and that's when Robinson went inside to nickel. Um, so really, it was, okay. and and perhaps the 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 trade for Darby was in in part because they saw that they really didn't have what they needed at at cornerback that year. Okay, that's a good counter. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I thought Roby Coleman was good today. Um, I also think that uh, Cravon LeBlanc has been very good all camp. Yes, and uh, it doesn't see like you know it, it is that has not been a competition. Just like Avante Maddox has not been competing with anybody for the outside job. That's just been Nikel Roby Coleman's job. Um, and LeBlanc's been just as good. So I asked him today if he thought that that competition has been fair, if he's getting enough of a chance, and he sort of, you know, he did the pause, like, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. That's up to the coaches. Um, but, I mean, I think the Eagles are in, in a good spot there where they have where they have two and three, if you count Avante Maddox guys, who can competently handle that position. Yes, definitely so. Uh, I was going to say the guy who stood out to me, I think this was uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's, like, Biggest pop of a day, as far as I can tell, from the from the last two uh, last two years. That's he ran a couple of routes today that uh, in in those red zone one on one drills against Avante Maddox, where I thought he was uh, much crisper and much uh, more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, committed in his route running uh, than I've ever. He, he he ran some really nice routes in the red zone. That's that's a good observation, and it's it. I think it, it continues what we've seen from him. I, I think he's had a good summer. I think it's fair to say that he's had a good summer. And what the what we've seen from the, the Eagles offense is uh, you know, this was I think I think this was the first day when Rager and Ortega Whiteside have both been practicing. Uh maybe there was maybe Thursday they did, but uh we got to see sort of a little bit of a rotation with that uh those offensive packages. I think Rager got the first crack with the ones, but uh you were seeing combinations of Deshaun Rager, Ortega Whiteside, Greg Ward, plus you know one or two tight ends at different uh, at different times. So the Eagles are able to cycle through probably more guys, more competent guys there now than they were at the end of last season for sure. You're correct about that. And 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 while we discuss tight ends, we should just mention first Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, both back at practice. Uh, but a- Goddard turns out it was the left thumb that had the hairline fracture, yeah. and all of the other thumbs on his body are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, but relatively big news, Joshua Perkins out indefinitely with yeah. an upper body injury. The first out indefinitely designation of the summer. And I mean, out indefinitely with an upper body injury pretty much means he was decapitated. <laughs> it, it probably means IR is in his future. That's what I yeah. assume. And that would mean that Noah Tangiai, who uh, Bo was, was on from the beginning, and uh, had, we both had him on our 53, so we mm-hmm. had him above Perkins going into camp, where I, at least we thought he would have more potential with the roster. But Doug Peterson sang his praises this morning, and 
I would say that, uh, you know, so it's it's Tongiai. They have Caleb Wilson, and perhaps they bring in someone here in the, in, the, in, the, in the next few days. But that is the competition for the number three tight end spot. Yeah, I think he's got a good chance. And you saw, you know, in addition to him getting the, uh, you know, drip down first and second team reps, uh, he was also he was also getting these special teams reps that would have gone to uh, to Joshua Perkins. So, uh, yeah, he's I mean, he, it's he's not it's not like he's uh, we're not talking Cornelius Ingram level hype here, but he's been he's been competent, I think. You're right. And 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 they've kind of painted themselves into this corner because mm-hmm. they don't really have anyone else there. Now, now there's always uh, moves to make. Actually, I'm going to give a shout out to our friend Jimmy Kemsky. Uh, before training camp, he had like potential trade targets for the Eagles, and there was one name there that that I thought was really interesting, and that was uh, Jalen Samuels mm-hmm. from um, from the Steelers, who's a running back tight end hybrid. Yes, or, or that's what he was coming out of NC State. Can can kind of do a, a few different things, and and so if as far as like a fourth running back, third tight end, interesting game day player. And what is interesting, and we have we have talked about this off air, is uh, you know partly because there's only 80 guys instead of 90 guys, but but mostly because of <clears throat> because of COVID, uh, I think at least uh, there's been much less roster churn than mm-hmm. there there has been in years past under Howie Roseman. Travis Fulgham uh, was officially added to the roster today in Casey Tucker's place. He's the first new guy we've had all of camp. Uh, although I guess Marcus Green does that count? Was he in? Was he after camp started, or was it right before camp? I don't know. Um, either it was way, during camp, yeah. Um, we have not seen quite as much churn, so like I don't think you're going to see as many. Like the Eagles aren't going to be bringing in a bunch of tight ends. Uh, maybe they'll have to wait and find uh, you know somebody who has some experience in the system or something like that. I don't well, know. so so I I think Fulcrum is is a good example of of perhaps why you're not seeing as many transactions. We spoke about that on the video podcast, which was Thursday night, correct? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so then he 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 needs to go through the protocol to get cleared. So I believe that includes two tests um, separated by 24 hours or 48 hours. I, 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 there's a day between, uh, and and you so that would in theory and probably in practice as well keep you from churning the roster just because you can't just sign someone and have them on the field that day right so there you go um what else uh, what else jumped out to you from practice today there was also no lane johnson so after dillard went out it was jordan mylata at left tackle sayamalu kelsey peters at right guard with uh, herbig spelling him every now and then and then matt Pryor at right tackle so uh, i think we probably agree that if the Dillard injury is uh, at all serious, we will probably not be seeing Jordan Mailata as the starting left tackle. No, and I, I do want to see more Prince Tega, but I am wondering if Jason Peters gets any snaps just to kind of keep him fresh because I do believe that even though they did sign him to play right guard, one thing they did have in mind was was that he is insurance at both tackle spots, frankly, but obviously left tackle. Yeah, I wonder because you would think that, you know, Jason Peters doesn't need a lot of time to uh, get back to, you know, his uh, his level at left tackle and he probably needs the reps at right guard more. So if Dillard's expected, you know, let's say that Dillard's out two weeks but expected to be ready for week one, 
you probably don't give Peters those left tackle reps, right? You probably keep him at right guard and maybe give those left tackle reps to, to someone like Matt Pryor. Uh, well, is Matt Pryor going to play left tackle for you? Well, I think you, don't you need to find that out? Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose you do. I mean, I mean, I, I think then you're looking at, yeah, yeah. I think you still want to see my You still want to see Prince Tega. Uh, I mean, I guess you want to see my Oh, I guess you want to see Pryor as well. I just don't know if, if they necessarily view him as a left tackle. Well, he's supposed to be the backup at four positions. He's supposed to be the new big V. I, I think it could be three positions, though. I mean, it might okay. be. You know, if you, if you don't think good. he has the foot speed for fun. left tackle. Um, uh, left tackle, I, I, right tackle. I thought it's there all was, the same. Yeah. Well, uh, on on your uh, on on your Loriera team, mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's an interesting distinction there because you had the left-handed sure. quarterback. So, you know, when you have Carson Wentz, you're protecting his blind side. Uh, Michael Jaquette. Am I pronouncing that name correct? Yes, his long, freaky long arms. Yeah, he had a, a real nice play in, in seven-on-sevens. Yes. I mean, his, I, I don't want to With his freaky long arms. Yes, yeah. I, I don't want to Go ahead, tell us what play. happened. No, but, you, but you're just asking me what kind of stood out. Uh, who else and, stood out? Okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and he had a play that jumped out. Um, I thought Elijah Holyfield had a decent day. Corey Clement was 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 not on the field today, mm-hmm. and uh, Boston Scott was back a bit, but but, but really wasn't not practicing. That moved Elijah Holyfield over the up the depth chart, and uh, I thought he 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 showed up a bit. He had the deep pass down the left sideline that he caught when he had a linebacker on him, and and uh, and had a few steps. Frankly, I think it was over Roddy McLeod actually. Was it McLeod? Okay. I think it was McLeod. Yeah, it was a night. It was like the, towards the very end of practice, a little touchdown pass from uh, Carson Wentz off his back foot for I want I want to say about thirty thirty yards, thirty five yards. Tough to tell from our vantage point, but what the yardage is. Tough to tell from that angle. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Uh. The Eagles were without both Anthony Rush and Hassan Ridgeway today, which meant that their defensive tackle depth was uh, quite depleted. So we saw. Uh, we saw Joe Ostman, Jannard Avery, Casey Tuhill, and Matt Leo all getting defensive tackle reps. And it was funny at one point towards the end of practice when the offense was uh, down near the goal line, they were going up against a defensive tackle tandem of uh, Tuhill and Jannard Avery. And I was like, this is, uh, as, as Fran alluded to the other day, this, this was Elliot Shore Parks' opportunity to score a touchdown up the middle. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good line. Um, no, that's interesting. Uh, and I, I don't think you'll see that in the game. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say that you won't see yes. that in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what else you got to say? What else is going on? How was your day off yesterday? Did you well, did you do the well, taking care of the kids? Wait, no, I I I think before we get into like personal stuff here, let's let's stick to the Eagles. I I, I do want to give a a mention to the fact, and I say this. I say this earnestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm not teasing mm. you here, but uh, you had a little Roy Firestone in you today. You, you, you made Jason Kelsey tear up, and it was, it was for good reasons. You kind of want to explain what happened? Our sure, I, I felt, I felt bad about this actually, um, but you know you we don't get, bad. we don't get a chance to talk to these guys, uh, but you know once every couple of weeks, and we know that Jason Kelsey was uh, tight with Howard Mudd, and I think it's fair to say that. Howard Mudd was, uh, you know, responsible for 
getting Kelsey to Philadelphia. And if you like follow the lines along there, like in many ways, Howard Mudd is probably responsible for like, you know, a lot of Jason Kelsey's life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't meet his, uh, you know, he's not a Super Bowl champion. He doesn't meet his wife here and all this different stuff. So, you know, I just asked him what, what Howard Mudd meant to him. Um, but, you know, it was like the third question in a press conference coming off him talking about, uh, you know, the uh, offensive line struggling against the defensive line. I don't think he was quite expecting it. Um, and so I think it, it, it got him uh, a little bit caught off guard. And I think it's really. But it was a genuine moment, I thought. Yeah, and but, I, you, you know, want. I feel bad because it's tough to ask a guy to, like, you know, flip the switch to that and then, you know, reflect on these things in front of everybody on a Zoom call. But, uh, you know, but I think I'm, it was I'm, a question defend- worth asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to defend you here because, no, I, I think it's, that's exactly, you know, this is his his platform to share that appreciation for Howard Mudd. And, and the fact that, that, they, that he was emotional, I, I think, uh, speaks even more to uh, just how, how grateful he is for the role that Mudd played in his life. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, on, a, on a lighter note, Jason Kelsey had a Kobe Bryant jersey on underneath. His his Eagles practice jersey. If if you recall, after Friday's practice, he had the Flyers jersey underneath. He said, "This is it. Uh, uh, this is the end of his jersey under jersey things." But uh, he did want to pay tribute to Kobe. He he's had that jersey in his locker. His wife went to Lower Marion, and uh, he really was was taken by by Kobe's speech in 2017 to the Eagles. Thought it was. It was one of the the, the 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 best kind of speeches to the team that he's heard. So that was an interesting Jason Kelsey nugget. Hey Zach, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there are 100 million reasons why you should sign up, and li- why you should listen up. Rather, DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to 100 million dollars and prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. That's a little bit confusing, right? It sounds like they're going to give $100 million to every single one of their customers. That's a good deal. That doesn't seem like a money-making opportunity for DraftKings, but it's nice of them. You know, they're stepping up where the federal government isn't, I guess. Anyway... To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do is download the app and sign up using promo code TOSS. Then enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. Yes, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus of at least $5 in value upon entering. While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all of the great odds boosts and promotions DraftKings Sportsbook is offering every day to celebrate this week's basketball and golf action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TOSS to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash prize. That's promo code TOSS to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, fantasy football draft season is upon us, 
due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. Ooh. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. The Lawnmower 3.0, it's waterproof. It has LED light on it. It's a game changer. They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on for the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. They've just forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package. 3.0 and for a limited time subscribers get not one but two free gifts the shed travel bag which is the $39 value added and the patented high performance anti-chafing manscape boxer briefs get 20% off plus free shipping with the code the athletic 20 at manscape.com that's right get 20% off and free shipping with the code the athletic 20 at manscape.com that's 20% off with free shipping in at manscape.com and use code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. They couldn't have uh, you know, made that team specific and said it's like Jason Kelsey's beard in your pants? I'm just... <laughs> I, I, I could have ad-libbed, I, I suppose, but... I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> we can get a little, get a little team specific. Uh, I we think next to, time, raise your hand for that one. We talked to yeah. Doug and uh, Carson Wentz this morning. Zach, what did you make of uh, of those interactions? Yeah, so with Doug, uh, now he was asked about the offense-defense matchup from practice on Friday when it was, it was pretty clear that the defense won the day. And I'll add to that, Jason Kelsey said that red zone period when there were three sacks and four plays, that was the mm-hmm. worst red zone period of his career. Uh, so that's, I don't think so. yeah, so, uh, clearly the defense had a good day, but, uh, Jason did say it wasn't just, uh, that, um, it, or it, it wasn't the whole day. He thought the old line played well overall, but that period was bad. Now, uh, Doug Peterson didn't put much stock into it, or I at least said he wasn't concerned about the offensive line, said there are ebbs and flows to training camp. That was part of it. But he did acknowledge that it could be like in the baseball season when the hitters are ahead of the pitchers and then the pitchers kind of get their, their groove at, at midseason. Uh, do you find that to be the case in, in baseball season, though? Uh, I mean, I feel like it, any, anything is like small sample size fluky. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, the, you know, there is this school of thought that maybe the defenses will be ahead of the offenses. Although he said what, what works in the Eagles' favor is the amount of veterans that they have. And this goes to the Kapadia continuity index. Mm, there you go. So, Bump for your boy. Yeah. So uh, that's, that uh, stood out from Doug this morning. What do you think Shields doing right this second? Uh, probably watching uh, the Ravens film to see how they would do without <laughs> Earl Thomas. <laughs> yeah. um, probably but, watching uh, basketball. I will give a shout-out to, to Shio and our other national reporters. I believe there are grades online right now about the Earl Thomas transaction. Interesting. You, you, you don't usually see a player like that just 
just cut grades. Know? I didn't realize they were grades. Is it like a like a uh, are they like a boxing it... round? Like well, uh, well, no, no, I shouldn't they, say they grades. They gave them a 10-9 victory for uh, round no, one, it's... but then the Ravens won by knockout well, after that. It's not grades. It's roundtable reaction. Okay. What's okay. next for Earl Thomas and the Ravens? And uh, you have Dan Pompey, Mike Sando, Jeff Zrebeck, our great Ravens writer, mm. Michael Sean Duger, Jay Z, uh, as I call him. Yeah, our great Seahawks writer, Shio Kapadia, Amy Trask. That's that's a that's a, a Heavy hitters. murderous row there of, of yeah. That's all the analysis you need right there on the Athletic. And, and of course, you can I subscribe to the Athletic for forty percent off with theathletic.com slash birds with friends. And we see some people are are subscribing on the podcast. We appreciate it. And I'm going to give a sh- uh, a, a big plug here to Bo because Bo's practice observations should be up by the time you listen to this podcast. And I, I for one, can't wait to read them. There's, I a, always there's like, a mention of you in there. Is there? Okay. Yeah. I hope not my attire. Not your attire. Someone uh, else's okay. attire relative to something else we know about you. <laughs> Are you willing to share on the pod? Would you like me to? Yes, please. Uh, well, I don't know if you noticed that Jalen Hurts is where it has these very tight, short practice shorts. Okay. You know what I mean? Have you seen them? I mean, I've watched Jalen Hurts for a week now. I haven't particularly very short, very tight, them. and I said it looked to me like he was getting ready for a post-practice bike ride with you. <laughs> I, I don't wear these tight shorts when I bike ride, but but he long well, uh, maybe he does. Maybe he does. That's true. Um, I I did see a uh, I saw something down in Miami where Matt Collins still riding the bike to practice even in Miami. Who? Mac Collins. Oh, Mac Collins. I really you thought, thought I said you said. I really thought you said Matt Collins. Matt Collins. Yeah. I, I on my previous podcast, I I once mentioned that I was talking to Jeff McLean, and I said if they brought in a, a Matt Collins, you wouldn't know if it was Matt Collins or Matt Collins they were talking yes. about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I really I was like searching my brain for Matt Collins. Yeah. For Matt Collins. Uh, so all right, well I, I look forward to uh, reading your practice observations. Uh, because I think you always do a good job injecting personality in there. You know, I decided to just do the running diary again. I, I felt okay. I was I was uh, too starved for a creativity to think of a new way to do it. Got to dance with the girl who brought you. I guess so. Uh, Deontay Burnett had a good little stretch today. He he, he had one play where I I recall Russell Doug was coming on the play screaming at number sixteen. I'm sorry, coming on the field, screaming at number 16. Well, yeah, he made a really nice catch, contested catch on a third and long and a really nice throw from Jalen Hurts, and he got up and did that thing. (laughs) The uh, first down, yeah. Yeah, where it's like you walk towards the – you sort of stomp towards the goal line and, like, you know, hold your arms out facing down and and sort of puff out your chest. And uh, was it Rasul? I heard somebody from the sideline saying, there's nobody out here, 16. (laughs) Yeah, it was Rasul. It was Rasul. Which is, I mean, true, a good line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but then Burnett uh, proceeded to catch uh, two more passes and score a touchdown. So, uh, so you asked me what else with um, with Carson Wentz today? Oh yeah, so he was asked about the comparison to Julio Jones that he made the the John the yeah. Ranger Julio Jones, and I, I thought it was funny because you know I, I mean Carson, you know I, I think he was just probably trying to like boost up uh, his rookie receiver. Yeah, he probably not, didn't expect. He's not yeah, dummy, he didn't, yeah. Yeah, he didn't expect Jalen Rager to, to to go say that he he was compared to Julio Jones, you know. So, um, yeah, Carson, I thought he handled it really well. He he said first off, Julio's the best, which I agree, he is the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, but he 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 said the combination of 
of speed and power, and then that's something that Jalen Rager has in his game. Um, so he he would never say that Jalen Rager's Julio Jones, but he, he, he said that some things Julio Jones brings to the table, they're hoping that Jalen Rager can bring to the table as well. Uh, a report uh, on the official uh, visits, like the free agent visits workouts list from uh, Ian Rappaport. The Eagles had Tyrone Swoops. Oh, okay. Like tight Tyrone end Swoops. out of Texas. Yeah. Uh, so obviously as, as Perkins uh, is down and the Eagles need a tight end, Tyrone Swoops. Can you imagine Swoops on the Eagles? Is it the, uh, is it the mascot or the tight end? Who's out there? Oh, all right. I, I, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's been with the Seahawks, I, I believe. Um, and former quarterback of Texas. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting workout. We'll see. As, as we mentioned, they certainly need a tight end. I mean, I mean, just as another body in camp. Right now they have four, and, and two of them are coming off injuries. You a big swoop guy? Like the mascot? Yeah. I mean... Uh, neither here nor there, you know. I mean, I, I I like the role that mascots play for kids. They always get excited, but I, I don't have, like, strong opinions on Swoop. Do you? I I'm, feel like you do because you ask. Yeah, I'm not a big Swoop guy. Okay, and why not? Just just not a big Swoop guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, okay. I, uh, I, I, um, I in, in college, I, I, I remember interviewing... Otto the Orange. Mm. Or the, there were probably multiples, the weren't there? Uh, I, I cannot reveal that, but oh. I mean, the, the guy who was Otto the Orange, yeah. Yeah, so. Usually they're, usually they're rotating those bad boys in, in college. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had a teacher once who, who, who was the, uh, the St. Joe's Hawk. You know, the yeah. Hawk will never die. I have a friend who was the B, one of the BC Eagles. Okay. Is there anything like? Is there anything interesting about the BC Eagles? Uh, no, um, okay. except that uh, they also hated Steve Adazio. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Just like everyone who's ever met him, <laughs> including his family. Yeah, that's come on, come on. <laughs> what? I am um, speaking truth to power. <laughs> uh, let's see what else jumped out to you today. I mean, I feel like we've run down pretty much as much as we could at this practice. I don't know how much meat is left on this bone. No. Uh, yeah, so let's let's uh, set up uh, what's ahead. Okay, why don't you set it up? So they're at practice 1030 got tomorrow. four more practices. That we know we'll be at. Um, then there's an off day on Friday, and there's a big TBD thereafter. But uh, as, as we speak, right now it's 5.20 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. 21 days from now, the Eagles will have just completed their season opener. Most likely. At least in the most, yeah. yes, most, yes, most likely. Uh, so the clock is ticking here. Um, it was interesting. Uh, in, in Carson Wentz's press conference today, he was, he was asked a question about like, not having a preseason. And the person asking the question did a good job of kind of recovering it as he was going because I was thinking when he started asking it, like Carson's only played in one preseason in his career. Mm. Uh, Carson's not the guy to ask about not having a preseason. And then uh, the the person asking the question did a good job saving it by by saying, you know, I, I know you haven't played the past few years, but mm. how does the team kind of uh, prepare for it? But this has been a a running thing in in, in Carson's career that he played in 2017 and uh, 2016 he played one game, 
And then 2018, 2019 did not play in the preseason at all. So uh, Carson knows how to how to get ready for the season without the preseason. I guess that's uh, true. But in any event, um, yeah. So who you got? Who's they, texting you? Who is texting me? Uh, I, I'm not gonna mention. Is it Josh Sweat? It's not Josh Sweat. No. Is it Chip? No, it's not Josh Sweat. Uh, no, it's it's not Chip either. Is it Eli? Uh, no, it's oh, not it's Jalen Hurts. He wants to know what time you guys are going on the bike ride. <laughs> it is, it is not Jalen Hurts. Okay. Uh, no, um, so so, anyways, um, yeah, so they're 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 back at practice tomorrow at ten thirty. They have the next few days here. Friday is an off day. Uh, then they have a few more days of, of training camp thereafter because they're allowed fourteen training camp practices before they get into into regular season mode. Cut down day is is fastly approaching. I believe it's September fifth. And so they still need some answers on these players. I find myself in the uh, precarious situation that you were in the other day, Zach. What's that? I've got a I've got a bit of a headache. Oh. And uh, we you know we we get this questionnaire every morning. Have you taken uh, anything to you know suppress a fever uh, recently? And so I I don't want to I can't be taking an Advil for this headache, lest I lie tomorrow morning. But you're not taking it to. But I'm not taking it to suppress. Yeah, but with to a, you know, yeah. I'm not taking it to reduce the fever. But it's yeah. something that does reduce fever, right? Yeah. What uh, do I yes, do? That's correct. That's correct. I just suffer through it, huh? <laughs> I'm am staying out of that conversation. Yes. Um, no, that's 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 between you and your health survey. Now I I I you're gonna think that I'm pushing you for uh, a personal thing, but I actually do think this is important because I was curious about it with all of the. Uh, false positives from that from those tests. Do the players have to get tested on the off day? Did they get tested on Saturday? And you can tell us uh, from your experience that they did in fact have to get tested. Yes, right? yeah. I I did not know I needed to get tested for the off day. I was I was proceeding with uh, plans for my family and 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 uh, found out that I needed to get tested. And so uh, rushed into the facility, got tested, and. Uh, for full disclosure, you know the the lab that is in question right here is uh, is the same lab that the Eagles used. Uh, so, you know, I I was there was uh, no coronavirus detected in, mm. in, in 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 my test. And your but, boy. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's 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 something to uh, monitor. Those those results came last night. It, it would have been a. A worrisome night, obviously, if if it was a different answer mm. on there. And I'm sure you made up you made up that missed time on the back end with the kids. Yeah, okay. I, I you spent. Gave, you gave Emily her her time alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did spend some time with the kids, but it was it was a chunk of time that I I drove out there to get tested. But as I said, it's 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 a uh, it's a short period of time here. It's it's two weeks. We've we've had five six months at home. You got the it rest of your life with those kids. No, it's no. I I just mean that this is this is part of the job. This is a responsibility that I took on. So it still was no issue. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, how was your day off? It was good. I uh, you're a handyman. Yeah, put together put together a uh, yeah a toy shelf, a bookshelf. Not bad. How and how did you do? How how long did it take? And are it was actually are, are we quick. talking? Are we talking like I, I, Ikea quality uh, target, here? Or are we talking target target quality, okay. yeah. So, you know, it's okay. got all the steps, uh, yeah. but you still okay. got to fill the steps. Although, you know, there's the thing on the back, like the sort of like cardboardy thing on the back that you uh, nail in. 
And, yes. uh, you know, you can either do it with, like, the black side or the, the, the color that's the same color as yes. the... Uh, and I actually, I think I did it wrong. I think I did the black side on the inside huh. uh, because I assumed that, like, it was supposed to look the same all around. But uh, I think that was wrong. Although it it looks fine because you don't even you don't even see the inside anyway. It's all it's covered by yeah. the the baskets that are going in there. So yeah, exactly. You know. Okay. Well, that, that's I told job. you. I've been, I've been, I said I, I you know, I'm not a handyman, but I've I've done more handiness uh, over the past over the co- course of quarantine than probably the rest of my life combined. Fixed, yeah, fixed I, I a f- fixed a light switch. That was the first electrical work of my life. Like the actual, like the switch itself, the the the, the electrical component, or yeah, replace racket I, around it. I replaced a switch, yeah. So okay, good work, good work. So uh, and and when I said IKEA quality, I I wasn't referring to the quality of it. I I should clarify that. I meant you mean like the instructions. The, yeah, the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they get yeah, it wasn't like building it from scratch. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the reason I bring that up is because I have found that I'm I'm much more of a. Uh, a YouTube person when I'm mm. assembling stuff, you know, uh, it's the instructions sometimes don't always lead me in the, in the right direction, or I, I I don't interpret them as as well as when I watch the video and I follow the video. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess I'll do it. We said we were going to keep it short. Let's keep it short. We're already forty minutes in. That's pretty long for short, you know. Yes. Yes. No. And 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 we'll be back with. Uh, with more this week, and we have circled on our calendar right now. We don't know if it's going to be this way, but Thursday is as the next hitting yeah, period. If they go if they go as they went last week, Thursday would be uh, the hitting day before the day off. Um, yes, and we'll get. Uh, I think we have one more Kapadia appearance at practice, and maybe we'll follow it up with another video pod. So uh, keep your eyes on that, and make sure that you are subscribing to our YouTube page. You know, make your boys look good. You know. Yep. Well said. All right. Uh, Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, for Marissa and Sheil and Zach, all of whom's names I now command you to forget, I'm Bo. Also forget that one. And as always, we love you.